Hello, health seekers. This is Troy Farwell at Get Healthy with Troy Farwell. And today we're gonna to have a little conversation on anxiety. I did have plans to do a different podcast this morning, but there's been so many people in my orbit that has been asking me to do something on anxiety. And I think it has probably a lot to do with the times in which we live and what's going on in our world. And I think that all these people are, you know, kind of finding me in my consultation practice or in the wellness store that I used to own. And they're like, it's the most popular thing to be talking about right now. So I do have a plan to go back and talk about COVID here in uh, probably the next day or two. But today we're going to focus on um, anxiety. Hello, health seekers. This is Troy Farwell at the Get Healthy with Troy Farwell podcast. And today we're going to be talking about anxiety. And right now there is an enormous amount of interest in me uh, giving some kind of a talk, lecture, class on anxiety. I've done several of these in the past. I've done long workshops on anxiety. It's one of the areas that I like specializing in because we have a very anxious society and the number of um, the the pure number of people that are suffering from anxiety is just off the charts. I've never seen this in over 20 years. I had plans to do a different podcast this morning and yesterday on COVID, but with the amount of people that have been moving into my space into my orbit uh, with the request for me to do something on anxiety, I decided to put that on hold and kind of, you know, change directions a little bit organically and now do a podcast on anxiety. So like all of our podcasts that we're going to be doing, we're going to just be doing a general conversation. Sometimes I'll get into like a lot of studies and make it more clinical. Today, I just want to talk about a general overview of how I see anxiety and maybe there's some takeaways within this that you can send off to some friends or you can find helpful for yourself. So let's start. I believe and uh, in my practice, in my experiences, in my training, in my education, in my research, that the majority of anxiety comes from two sources. It either comes from a state of fear of not knowing or a fear of failure or some form of fear. And the anxiety starts riding through or running through our head because we're trying to avoid any opportunity or any, I look at them as opportunities, uh, any way that they could fail or be exposed for some, for some people is another way of saying it. The other form of anxiety that seems to happen. This, these two combined will take up a probably 75% of people's anxieties. And then there's the other 25% that has a lot to do with hormones and medications and a whole bunch of traumas and a whole bunch of other things that are going on. In, but they're usually almost always related to these topics. So the first one is, is this fear of the unknown or failure. And the second one is a state of overwhelmness. And a lot of people um, come in with uh, the sense of overwhelmed. And that can be, um, you know, uh, school, work, uh, living in a modern world, uh, being a mom or dad and, and, and trying to keep up with everything that is required of them. And we're finding 
um, that the majority of people in the area in which I live, which is in uh, the Detroit suburbs, there is a uh, a lot of fast-moving parts. A lot of uh, parents are moving and doing a lot of different things, running here, running there, uh, grandparents doing that. It's very competitive. And there's uh, not a lot of time to recenter themselves. So the thing uh, that really starts becoming a problem is when you start twisting them together like a, a, a tie on a, a garbage bag, the old school ones where you used to twist them. It's kind of like when you start twisting them together, you start having a, a, a you know this really tight-knit uh, stranglehold on yourself and it kind of chokes you out or keeps you from seeing anything other than fear or overwhelmed. And then you can't tell the difference between them, so you're kind of bouncing between them, and one feeds the other. And so we have to break that chain. We have to open up that uh, bag, that garbage, and then we have to let it all out so we can actually start thinking more clearly. So a couple things that I would recommend and suggest is when we start to feel um, anxious, let's just start with some basics. Let's go deep into... Uh, not too deep because that's more of a consultation, but just some general uh, ideas on nutrition. When people come to me, I always go through like, hey, let's kind of, and they're, they're here for uh, anxiety and they're, why am I talking about my nutrition with you? Because there's a, there's a correlation. For instance, if your digestive system is constipation, you're going to have an imbalance and that imbalance could absolutely have some kind of relationship to anxiety. So we would want to make sure that the bowels get moving. And so I would put you on something or look at your diet even closer and seeing if you're eating too many things that are possibly dry that cause constipation or too much cheese or too many things like that that would cause you to have this kind of constipation. So, we would, so that means that there's an imbalance. So for me, everything that I try to teach and everything that I try to do is always going back to the root cause and trying to find a state of homostasis, a state where our body is fully functioning at its highest vibration. That's the mind, the body, and the spirit. And when it's not, you'll have indicators that will pop up and they'll show you or you'll feel it just like your car engine light pops on or your tire is going low or the, the rear hatches is open, it's giving you an indication. Your body will do that too. It will have that vibration internally. That's what the anxiety feeling is. It's a vibration and it's off-centered. It's kind of like a washing machine that is out of balance. You got too many towels in there. It's out of balance. It's vibrating wrongly. You open it up just like the analogy that I used earlier. You recenter some things. You take some things out, maybe you have too many towels in there, you shut it, you start it, and then it starts moving through it nice and clear. So, but it's a, it's an adjustment that needs to be made. It was an indication, you heard it, uh, the, the washing machine bouncing all over the place, or the check engine light popped up, or the dinging of the door not being shut, or the hatch in the back of your car. So these are indications, and we just keep wanting to go through our life and not make any adjustments or changes. And if that's going to be... Uh, the case, then, then we're going to have a lot of problems. So one of the suggestions that I would recommend is being very self-aware of your surroundings and pay attention to uh, yourself on a very deep level. Write down, you know, uh, the th possibly these things that are popping up. 
you know, oh, I'm having anxiety, uh, I'm not sleeping well, uh, my hands tremble a little bit, I feel this racing heart a little bit more often. Try to journal. Here's one of my takeaways is start journaling. Write it down from the morning you get up in the morning. Get up in the morning and I would highly recommend just a couple couple things that you can do. One is immediately try to do three to five minutes of meditation, calming yourself down, relaxing yourself, just this really sense of calmness. Do breathing, deep breathing. There's so many apps that are out there. There's so many different uh, YouTube videos. There's, There's so many different ways to learn meditation. There's no one way that's the best. It's just find one that kind of makes you feel like you're getting something out of it. Like you're really calming yourself down. And if you feel more calm by doing this form of meditation, then it's probably decent. If you're doing a meditation and and you you can't stay focused or it's requiring you to do weird breathing technique, then you probably should find a different form. It's just not the right one for you. The second thing is maybe go in the bathroom and kind of splash some cool water on your face to kind of wake yourself up and get your vagus nerve kind of activated. Um, Maybe if you have time to do a little bit of a walk, drink some nice lukewarm water. I wouldn't do cold or caffeine in the morning because that would, again, create a sense of emergency. And we don't want to create a sense of emergency. We want a state of calmness. And really, you know, anxiety is this really kind of an affirmation for me of like, hey, I look, I look at a lot of things differently than other people. And I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a little anxious today. Thank you for, for giving me that sensation to recalibrate myself because I'm a little bit out of balance. Thank you. You know, that's, that's fantastic. Um, and I, I appreciate that. But I know how to get myself out of it. I feel anxiety every once in a while. Usually not from fear, but maybe from just being overwhelmed with too many things on the plate. And I get a little bit, oh, I want to do them all really well. And sometimes I just have to stop, do these deep breathing, and then kind of, you know, maybe give up one or two of them and say, no, I'm not going to do this. And no, I'm not going to do that. So then it recalibrates itself. It's kind of like taking the towels out of the washing machine. So when we combine the fear and we combine the, the um, overwhelm part, the fear thing is really deep. That really probably needs to be in, the, in consultation. Um, that's, a, that's a deep one. We really need to spend some time talking about that, either with a really good therapist. And again, let me talk about therapy. Most therapists are terrible. And if you, and I'm just being honest, and you'll find it in my podcast, I, I call it as I see it. They just, they're not that good. Um, and if you are going to a therapist, you don't have to like what they say. You don't even necessarily always have to like their the way that they approach things. But if you are getting something deep out of it, like they're challenging you to become that better person, it will be uncomfortable. If you think it's gonna be soft and gentle, then you're then it's not therapy most of the time. It's exposing things that are uncomfortable for you and to to be able to work on. And right now we have a hypersensitive society. And when we're super hypersensitive, what we do is we run from any kind of criticism. And when we do that, that creates a sense of fear because now our, our new behavior is run anytime that there's a chance or lash out at any time that somebody criticizes us. And that's not gonna work. That again is avoidance. I tell my kids all the time, and you'll hear me through these podcasts, tell, say the same things over and over, but they're, I truly believe they make a huge difference. 
and the, the phrase that I use often is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's really important that we actually get into that state. I sometimes seek out uncomfortability. Like I do a lot of spin bike um, uh, workouts and I purposely will ride into a category, a space that's very uncomfortable. Not where I'm gonna basically implode, but just a very uncomfortable place. And I try to find enjoyment in that place. I know it sounds a little crazy, but I've learned to, to be able to ride and put myself into these positions that when it's uncomfortable in life, uh, a car that doesn't have an air conditioning, a, a long a flight that gets canceled, a car that breaks down, a disappointment in the family, a, that you, you're, it's not uncomfortable because you've been uncomfortable and you, and you know how to deal with it. Instead of avoiding uncomfortability, I absolutely look for those uncomfortable moments sometimes and how I, how I can perform in it. So those are some, some areas of anxiety that we kind of have to probably work on in therapy or in, in consultations with a really good practitioner. And it doesn't always have to be a therapist. It could be a naturopath. Uh, you know, I've seen acupuncturists do really good work. I've seen yoga instructors do some good work. Uh, myself, uh, I would say that I'm quite good at this also. But that would be the fear part has to kind of get lifted and kind of and that gets a little bit more technical and like and uh, working with somebody. The overwhelm part isn't that hard because what we have to do is 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 another takeaway would be is is to make a list of all the things that you do all day long and see where you put your time. So there's 24 hours in a day. I slept for seven hours. I took a shower for 15 to 20 minutes. I drove to work for another 20 minutes. I ate, it took 10 minutes. Just, you know, just write it down really quickly. Uh, just scribble down on a piece of paper or in a notebook or in a, a computer, a phone, whatever, and, and just monitor how much time you, you, you do. Do that for a couple of days and then start seeing areas of wasted energy and time. And you'll start the overwhelm part, you was like, wow, you know, I spent two hours on Facebook. I spent an hour and 15 minutes doing this. I spent uh, an hour and a half in my car and instead of in talking to my friends, but I could have been listening to spiritual music, meditative music, uh, things that would calm me down. And so in that space of an hour and a half, I could have been doing something to make myself better versus, you know, listening to the news that just gets you all pissed off and angry you could have been doing something differently. Uh, the same thing with like taking a shower. If you're going to listen to music in the shower, you could be listening to something that's positive and, uh, uh, you know, kind of bringing you into a better space. And then saying no, my my favorite word is nope, basically, N-O-P-E. Um, I say this, or perhaps I say a lot too, um, but I say nope all the time. Like, nope, not doing that. Nope, not doing that. Nope, nope, nope. Because at an at a age of... Um, 48 years old, it is very important to know your boundaries, what you're capable of doing, what you're not capable of doing, know what charges your battery and what doesn't charge your battery. So the things that I know that don't charge my battery, you should start categories and that's where this journaling comes in. You write down, these things give me lots of energy. These things take energy away from me. So for me, big social events take energy away from me. People who know me would say that, hey, you know what, you're kind of an extrovert, far from it. It drains my energy. I can play that role for a couple hours, but it drains my energy. 
I get my energy from going and sitting in the woods, going for a walk in the woods, and I come out just full of life and energy and calmness. So you have to kind of find out where that energy is going, and then you need to spend more time doing the things that give you energy and the things that take away energy you need to start saying no to. It's very important to do this. If you don't, you will always feel overwhelmed. So when people come to me all the time, they're always like, oh, how are you, Bob or Sam or Sally? They're like, oh, I'm so busy. My response is, why? You know, like people say that, you know, that to me, they're like, hey, how's life? I'm like, well, we're a little bit busy, but, you know, uh, you know I'm spending time doing this. And I, and I give them like some different context. But I, I'm not like this big sigh of, like, oh, I'm so busy. And then you start talking to them. They're really not that busy. They're just doing everyday stuff. They're just overwhelmed by not fueling up their tank. And the things that they're doing are just sucking, as my wife says, sucking the essence out of them. So there's not much left. And we got to make sure that there's plenty in the bank or else we're going to get sick or we're going to have a sense of overwhelmness. uh, And that will create an anxiety for a lot of people. So... Um, I think journaling would be a really great option for some people. I think that um, doing some meditation in the morning would be a really good option. And I think that we could, you know, obviously look at food as, as uh, and that really comes down to like a, a dietary specialist. I wouldn't say necessarily a nutritionist because I give them a really hard time sometimes. But like someone who really understands food, energetics of food and how the food affects their overall well-being and you know anxiety there are foods like anything with caffeine or uh, certain um, artificial colors or food combining or or your constitution is uh, foods that are disrupting your natural constitution or if you're eating foods that are out of your out of the season so it's fall right now in in michigan i think the temperature is probably i don't know like 45 degree ish out there it's kind of overcast typical no michigan day in the middle of november and you you know having a salad with strawberries and uh you know a, a smoothie as a raw foodist would be doing you know with bananas and strawberries and blueberries would be a silly ridiculous mistake um, it would be too cold energetically. Those things grow in the summertime. A better, more balancing meal would be something like some kind of a soup with some rooted vegetables to kind of ground them and make them feel a little bit more grounded. Because when you feel anxious, don't you feel like you're up in the air and kind of lightheaded almost? So you want to bring things back down and make you feel more calm, sitting on the ground, walking out onto the earth and calming yourself, spending more time in nature. You know, this... Uh, Force bathing thing that they do in Japan is a very important element. And I, you know, was always curious on like, what would New York City be like if there was no Central Park? If it was just all buildings and commercial development and real estate, what would happen to that city? I think the crime rate would be insane. Um, I think Central Park is such a beautiful thing because anytime I've been in New York, almost at any few minutes, you can look through and see that Central Park, the green, the trees, and it just gives you a sense of awe. We are very disconnected as as beings, if uh, human beings nowadays, and we're not spending enough time in nature. So we're voided. We're spending all our time indoors on computers, watching TV, Netflix, Apple TV, this, uh, and we're, we don't spend enough time 
bathing ourselves in nature and because that makes us feel calm. We should be spending time out in nature. We should be just sitting there with nothing to do except for a walk, no cell phone, just sit sit on a bench, just breathe, watch the river go by, watch the, a, a leaf fall from the from the tree, watch it all the way, where does it land, and be, be present. This will calm you down. Take a couple deep breaths, 10 deep breaths, in, out, and just slow each one down. Because typically, what we're doing is when we're having anxiety, it's we're short breathing like a dog who's panting. It's just, we breathe very, very fast. So if we can elongate the breath, we are going to get into a much better sequence, just like the rebalancing of the towels in, in the washing machine. So these are some really, I think, helpful um, tools that we can use as a, um, um, how to identify anxiety, because we have anxiety um, from the fear element, which really, I think, is more based on your world philosophy and, you know, a whole bunch of other things. And, and I think a lot of people are very fearful. That's why I think it's really important that instead of spending so much time on computers and social media and even going to the gym, which I love going to the gym, and it can help with some anxiety, but if we did spend some more uh, self-love and some self-exploration and got to the place where we weren't comparing ourselves with everything else and got off social media. If you're having anxiety, get off social media. If you're having anxiety, stop drinking coffee and, go, and start going to decaf coffee. If you're having anxiety, you should make sure your bowels are working good. And if you're having anxiety, you should be doing uh, walks in nature. If you have anxiety, you should be doing journaling. If you have anxiety, you should be seeing a really good practitioner who can put you on the right herbal recommendations Um, which I'm not going to get into today, but it could be a conversation or a podcast that I could get into in the near future. But if you have anxiety for these reasons, these are some tools, the journaling and the breathing and the meditation and all these things. These are basic, simple things that we need to do. Here's, Here's another important part that I have found in my private practice that has been very frustrating from my perspective. And I'm very harsh on a lot of my clients in this area. The majority of people are coming for an easy fix. You got yourself into this mess. You're the one who is feeling anxious, not me. You're coming to me for help. I'm giving you tools and yet you don't want to do them because it isn't for whatever reason you're combative. And that's those different levels of change that, you know, there's different ways of measuring six levels of change or whatever. But if you're not willing to make uh, some basic, simple changes and you're so stubborn, then you're going to continue to feel overwhelmed and you're going to have anxiety and it's going to be much more deep rooted than you think. It's very, very important that you hold on to that and, and journal that. Why am I so resistant to what this person has to offer? Why will I not do this meditation? Because that is something that we really need to kind of explore because that brings us back into the fear, fear of change and holding on to things too tight. And my response is always the same. How's that working out for you? You're the one in here asking for advice on a beautiful day or not a beautiful day, but you're in my office. So it's obviously there's something going on. Let me give you some tools Go do these basic, simple tools, the journaling, just get rid of the caffeine, 
drink more water, don't drink cold drinks, uh, get, make sure your bowels are working well, stay off social media, you know, stop all electronics, turn off your Wi-Fi in the evening, uh, get off your electronics at, by seven o'clock at night, get into normal sleep patterns, uh, uh, journal, uh, do gratitude things, call people and talk about positive things. If people are negative, say, nope, nope, not having this conversation today. I, it's not good for me and my well-being and just say, I got to go. And I'm really harsh with the people that in my world who come into my world and try to disrupt my sense of peace. There are times when people just need to sometimes bitch and moan. And I do that sometimes occasionally. And I appreciate those people that listen. But for the, the majority of people who just, it's habit, that they, that's their pattern. You can't take that on. You have to be able to push that away and say, nope, this is not something I can do right now. I'm not going to go to that because it's going to take up too much of my energy. It makes me feel overwhelmed. And just don't do it. Go spend some time in nature. Instead of doing this, you know, go have your food delivered from a grocery store instead of going to the grocery store and then go for a 30-minute walk or an hour walk, however long it takes you to get to the grocery store and sit in the woods and do some breathing. Put on some headphones and just do breathing, calming exercise. There's so many YouTube videos. There's so many things. If you want recommendations, you know, we can get into some of those later, but I, I don't really want to endorse too many different options right now. Um, so, but there are some really good techniques. There are some really good, like I said, options out there. Do that. So just, you know, look at the things that you're doing and look at the time that you're spending and start doing these things that we just recommended in here. But the root of it is the majority of time, it comes from a sense of fear. It comes from a sense of being overwhelmed. And sometimes they're in, and they're kind of wrapped together. And so we have to kind of unravel them. We have to kind of find out where the overwhelmed part is. That will lighten the load. That's the easier fix. And I don't care what your excuse is or what your world is. I've had people who's like, I'm a single mom. I have four jobs. I have four kids. I have a kid with special needs. I have this. I'm like, I can find little ways throughout the day that you can do it. As you're driving from one job to the next, put on really good calming music and do breathing technique from one job to the next. As you go, uh, as you're sitting at your lunch break, do instead of sitting with a bunch of people and they're all gossiping about how terrible their life is, go outside, sit in nature, go sit in your car and listen to better music or, uh, or some good podcasts like this one or other ones that are out there that kind of help you, kind of guide you through your day. Uh, you know, the choice of having, you know, a cup of coffee that you picked up at McDonald's on the way in because your body is, you know, crashing out versus having a nice cup of, you know, maybe uh, Tulsi tea uh, in the morning, which would be very calming and better for, for you. It's a, these choices that you make. So it's, don't tell me that you, if you did all those things and you tried to sleep better and you ate healthier, um, I've never seen it not work, ever. So I think that we'll leave it um, here. Um, like I said, I try to keep these podcasts around, you know, 25 to 30, 35 minutes. This one seems like around 25 minutes. So you can have some takeaways. And if you find it, this useful, fantastic. I think maybe later on this week or next week, if we can get enough interest, I will go through like maybe my five or six most favorite uh, supplements that we can use for um, for anxiety. But again, as an herbalist, as a doctor of natural medicine, as an Ayurvedic practitioner, my background is very um, 
keen on using supplements, but I'm a bigger fan of, they're called supplements for a reason. They're supplementing what? Diet and lifestyle and your belief system. And so if we don't get that corrected, then we're really not addressing the um, issues with um, anxiety. I'll I'll wrap up with one story just because it kind of just popped in my head and I thought it might be beneficial. A person came into our center who was looking for CBD for anxiety. I had a conversation with her about her anxiety. It was one of these typical um, overwhelmed uh, fear, uh, anger, hormonally imbalanced, uh, thyroid imbalanced, um, diet not not great. She thought it was great, but with what she was telling me, I didn't think so. So, you know, there was a lot going on with it, but she wanted CBD because a friend told her she, I can't remember if it was a friend or an ad or something that she read that it was going to, you know, cure her condition with anxiety. And I was like, here's the problem that we'll, we'll have with CBD or even the other um, anxiety products that we recommend uh, here or there that we don't, it's not addressing the issue. It's, it's really not. The goal for me has always been, I don't need to take CBD because I went and did the work and took care of why I have anxiety because maybe I have a lot of fear of failure and that was all brought up by, you know, my family for so many years. And, um, you know, I had some incidents that I keep replaying in my head of failure and I keep repeating that pattern all the time. Well, okay, I, that's, that's understandable, but it's the CBD is not going to fix that. It's just, it just doesn't have the ability to fix that. So what you're basically doing is you're numbing yourself and then it comes back again and it might get you through. And I'm totally cool with that. If it gets you through from the day to day, so it calms you down so you can focus and, and get through a day and you can be, have a little bit. And so I'm not taking away from the power and magic and the, the, how well some of these anxiety products work. I've had people use kava. I've had people use um, all kinds of different things that that have been incredibly beneficial. Ashwagandha, holy basil, um, and the the issues that we run into is that they sometimes leave the, the the bigger issue still on the table. It never got addressed. You know, you're still overwhelmed. You still aren't making good decisions on your diet um, and so forth. So for me, it's really important to get to that root cause and maybe you won't need too many of these things and if you do maybe you just need a smaller amount or you're just using it for more of a security system which i mean like i take a lot of adrenal type supporting um, stress reducing um, supplements in my life just to make sure that i have enough money in the bank that when something comes up in my life or if it does that i'm not going to go into the red and and, uh, and fail, you know, miserably. And that comes from me having, you know, younger years of my life, having a little bit of anxiety of being exposed or being weak, uh, you know, being, you know, because I grew up in this culture of like, you know, never look weak, never, you know, show your weakness. So, you know, I built a whole supplement routine around that whole idea. And then I realized what I was actually doing was like, oh, you know, I never dealt with that issue. And now as I got older, I have. So, Anyways, I hope this was beneficial. I hope that you can have some of these um, things that we discussed uh, and as positive takeaways. 
If you feel like you want to share this or recommend it to somebody else, that would be fantastic. And if you have suggestions on other things that you would like me to discuss or talk on, I would be more than willing to uh, do that. Um, my consultation practice is Troy Farwell Holistic Health. Dot com, um, my old wellness center that sells a lot of wonderful products and a lot of great anxiety products. We have some of our own custom-made products. Is simple-organics.net, and um, those are the two ways that you can kind of get in touch with me. There'll be more um, options here in the future, but um, I wish you all well and many blessings to you all.